Hey, David, how you doing, man? What's good, bud? Good to have you on the Thanks, Rick fam. Fit Podcast. Thanks, fam. Thank, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it, man. For sure. So, um, where are you right now? Uh, I'm over in Finland. Uh, nice, I can't man. exactly pronounce the name of the town, but... Okay. Um, somewhere in stuff. Finland. Yeah, okay, okay. So, um, yeah, just want to introduce introduce yourself. I'm glad to have you on. Uh, I know you're a you know, hardworking player, good football on the pitch, and a good influence to others. So uh, I really wanted to, you know, you're also a good friend, so I wanted to bring you on and, yeah. you know, show, show, me to, show you to my audience uh, what you do, you know, uh, during your daily life and how you manage yourself. Because uh, as we both know, it's super important to, you know, keep yourself fit and um, be responsible uh, in every aspect of the game, because, you know, there's so right. many players chasing, chasing the dream of becoming a pro. And uh, as we know, every little detail matters. Definitely. So if you could just introduce yourself, that'd be great. Yeah. So um, I'm from uh, Northbrook, Illinois. Uh, so I spent two years of high school back in Northbrook. And then I moved out to Shattuck St. Mary's with Ricky uh, for my junior and senior year but he was after me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there, I went to the University of Dayton, played there for two and a half years. Um, and then I took my last year of eligibility at Creighton. Uh, from there, I had the opportunity to go into preseason with Real Salt Lake after my fall semester of my senior year concluded. Um, but things didn't really work out and took a different route and went overseas to Sweden to a club called Dalkard, who played in Division One, but now are in Osvenskan. And then from there, uh, didn't have uh, didn't have the best time there uh, mm. playing football. Ended up coming back to the U.S. Played in the USL for two seasons. Played one season with the Tulsa Roughnecks, and then the second season I played with the New York Red Bulls reserves. And then now I'm out in Finland chasing the dream, trying to figure out what the next move is. Fantastic, man. Fantastic. Uh, what position do you play? Um, I'd like to say I'm a center back, but I've been called to play upon a lot of positions, play a little right back, play a little center midfield. So mm. pretty versatile. Yeah. Yeah. We can see that, uh, you know, I've seen you got those techers. We've trained, we've trained a couple of times before and, uh, you got those techers to play anywhere on the field. So, um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. What I, what I tell people often is, and you know, you know, the most valuable thing in the game is to be technically good and sound and comfortable on the, on the ball. So yeah. I think you got that. So, yeah. um, yeah. it's good to hear, man. For sure. But, uh, what would you compare, you know, um, since you were in division one in Sweden and I know, uh, Dal Kurd, I know they went up to, you know, Superettan and then Alsvenskan, so they made a nice jump. What would you compare the level over there to, you know, maybe first we start with Tulsa and then we start with, you know, next we talk about Red Bulls. What would you yeah. compare the level? <clears throat> well, I, I just generalize it as um, I think that the U.S. does a very good job of producing athletes, mm. which might seem like a bad thing, but it really isn't. You need to be athletic to play the game. Um, but I think that where the U.S. lacks in development is teaching young kids at a young age 
how to play the game. Mm. I think that uh, over in Europe, um, kids just are more tactically aware from a younger age, and not as many kids get it in the U.S. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, that's a great point, and uh, I know me, you, and Kaz had talked about that over the, you know, week or two that we had been been hanging out that, you know, football is in the blood over here, whether you're in Sweden, Germany, wherever you are in Europe, for the most part, football is in the blood. If you turn on the TV, you know, you're going to have four, you know, four or five or six channels that have football matches on. Right. But in the U.S., you got basketball, you got baseball, you got American football. And not to say that that's a bad thing, right. but, you know, what I noticed, even if I went to play some pickup football in Germany, some of these guys are way overweight, but they're still good football. Right. They, know, they know where to be on the pitch. They're right. good on the ball. Right. And I think that's the difference. Like you said, they're grown up here with the ball at their feet. And in America, it's more you're grown up with the barbell. Right. And like you said, the physical aspect of the game and being athletic is huge. Right. And I I also think that um, growing up here, you're kind of forced to play football at a young age, maybe Mm. hockey. You know, that's two sports, whereas the U.S., most kids, I mean, I know all the kids growing up in my neighborhood played basketball, baseball, football, soccer, hockey, like everything then. You know, I think it depends on when you really start to focus on that one sport where guys will really, you know, put forth all the effort and their time to get better at just that one individual sport. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think, you know, um, if we had all those athletes who play baseball, basketball, American football in uh, the real game, the beautiful game of football, then maybe would, we would blossom even more as a country. But uh, like we said, I think the most important thing – in this game is is decision-making and, you know, awareness on the pitch. And I think we both realize that when you, when you get to the next level, that's the most important. Um, And that's where these Europeans, they excel and have the advantage over Americans because they know where to be on the pitch. They check their, they're constantly, they make the right decisions. Right. Right. uh, I think that's huge. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. But I also would say, you know, I think that we in the U.S. also might give Europeans a lot of respect. I think that Europeans, mm-hmm. yeah, they're good footballers, but the one thing that we have that they don't have is the is the work ethic. Yes, I think that's a great I, point. I run into a lot of kids out here and guys that are head over here, head over heels, more talented than I am. But I think where they're where they get where they hit a crossroad is or a block road is that they um they just don't work hard they don't want they don't want to play at that next level they just they just think because they are more talented that they're entitled to playing at the top flight or top levels which you know is not is not always the case Mm -hmm. no and that's an absolute fantastic point that you bring up because um you know that that cliche saying you know um, hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. And, uh, you know, it, it's true. You see that it comes to fruition over here because a lot of these guys, they, um, like you said, they rely on their talent. They rely on their talent. But when a guy like an American comes in or a foreigner and puts them out of their comfort zone, 
they really start to struggle. And that's when they start to foul you. They start to talk crap about you and um, cause a ruckus in the team. Right. And um, I'm sure you've noticed that because I definitely have. Right. Right. It's almost, it's almost like it's, it's more difficult at that point to gain acceptance in the locker room. Mm. A lot of times being the one of the only foreigners, um, you know, that you're kind of coming to grab, you're going to coming over here to take their job and they're not too happy Absolutely. about that. Absolutely. It's a, uh, you know, it's, it's a competition and of course, um, that's where I think a lot of foreigners run into trouble is the most important thing is to, that your teammates have your back uh, right. for the coach, coach to bring you in and you got to gel well with the team. Right. So that's why, you know, a lot of Americans, I think, think it's uh, flowers and blossoms over in Europe. Right. But uh, there's many, many, many aspects that come into play. And it's, it just doesn't ha- it doesn't have to just do with your football ability and your quality. Right. Uh, I think, you know, more and more, I realize it has more to do with how you mesh and fit into the system and the culture of the team. Right. Right. Um, right. And I, th- I think I've noticed that time and time again. Right. Right. So. I agree. Um, yeah. So uh, how old are you? Uh, 25. Going to be 26 in October. Getting kind of like- old. Nah, nah. I mean, the good, the good thing about Sweden and the good thing about Scandinavia is they still think that you're, you know, we're young. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, most people make their debut in Alsvenskan at 27, 28. So right, right. I, I believe, you know, as long as you have the ability, which I know you do, you'll get that chance to make that jump. So that's what it's all about. Can you hear me? I think I lost you there for a second. Yeah, I lost you there. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, no problem, man. So, uh, yeah, I'd like to go into some, you know, lifestyle things. Yeah, uh, for sure. Nutrition and 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 training. For sure. So, um, you know, sleep is super essential. And um, I I put that out to all my listeners and my clients and everyone I deal with. And I'm trying to get much better at sleep because – you know, it's not the easiest thing when you're training constantly, you're um, training at night and the adrenaline's going. So uh, I just want to touch some base on, on this and just want to know what time do you usually go to sleep? Uh, I, try and, I try and be in bed by 11, 11.30. Watch, okay. watch some, maybe some Netflix, just, start, just hang out, start getting ready for bed. I, do have, I would say my one bad habit is watching too much TV before I go to bed. Mm-hmm. I think that uh, maybe a better option would be maybe do some reading, some light reading, exactly. just to easy eyes. Exactly. But, uh, but I do try and I try and go to bed by midnight. Yeah, um, it's a little harder out here because friends back at home mm-hmm. are awake at that point, and that's when they get off of work. So that's one thing I've kind of ran into here where. Maybe stay up a little past midnight just because you know I want to catch up with the fam back at home and stuff like that. Yeah, but, the girlfriend, but, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, um, what time do you usually wake up? Uh, I try to wake up at like nine, nine thirty. Start the day. Yeah, not too early. Nice man. Um, but it's kind of tough because a lot of the clubs here, the levels that I've been playing, um. 
don't start training until until the evening. So I almost exactly. feel like I need to find a way to fill my day without going crazy. So absolutely, absolutely. Uh, again, if I wake up later in the day, if I would was to wake up at noon, which mm-hmm. I could definitely do, yeah. um, I would feel very lethargic throughout the day. Exactly. So, so yeah. I just so I try, which would kind of ruin my training session. So I try and wake up a little earlier and maybe take a nap at some point throughout the day. Absolutely. And I completely agree with you. And what I've noticed as well is I could also sleep late and uh, until 11, 12. But like you said, I, I feel lethargic and even more tired when I sleep more. And I think it's more about getting a good rhythm. Right. Uh, and having a good routine for your day. Like you said, I mean, 1130, 12 to 9, 930 a.m. Is, is, is fantastic. You know, that's right. nine, nine, nine and a half hours. Right. Um. And like you said, it's tough when you have teams who train in the afternoon because most of these guys work as well. Right. Uh, right. Which is, you know, something you're not used to. Right. And, um, you know, it's, it's something that I'm sure you need to adapt to. And, right. Um, something that's not the biggest deal, but it's essential to get in a good rhythm. And I think that's one of the most important things, actually, for performing well. Right. Because um, what we have is this 24-hour internal clock called the circadian rhythm. I'm sure you know about it. And, right. You know, it controls our sleep, our, you know, breathing, our eating patterns and things like that. And I think when you have a good routine, it really prepares you for a, you know, a good session and just a, a great day. Right, right. No, I yeah. agree with you. I agree yeah. with you. Yeah, man. So, uh <laughs> What are your thoughts on sleep? Do you think it affects your performance? Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I think not even just football. I think in terms of life, I've noticed that exactly. if, if I if I don't get in, enough sleep, I think that I end up just being very cranky. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. I mean, I know I know they say that you need eight hours. Yeah. I think I've hit a point in my life where I think I need a little more. Yeah. Uh, just because no, I, I appreciate the sleep so much. Absolutely. And I think, honestly, that eight-hour thing, I think it's more of a myth. Uh, I've been reading more and more deeply on that, and I think sleep is measured in cycles, 90-minute right. cycles. Right, right, So right. if we were to say you get seven and a half hours, that's five cycles. If you were to get nine hours, that's six cycles. And right. I think it's better to measure it in that way, Right. What, which is what I've noticed when I sleep seven and a half or nine hours, I feel much better than if I sleep the, quote, eight hour rule that everyone right. says. And right. I think with working out and with um, eating every, everyone has their own method. Yeah. Every individual is different. Yeah. There's no cookie cutter method. Like say, Oh yeah, you have to sleep eight hours. He has to sleep this amount. It all depends on the individual. And I think it's, it's a trial and error um, with, you know, how your body feels. And I think the most important thing is just listening to the body. And at that right. point, right. Yeah. Right. I agree. So, yeah, uh, that, that's a great point. That. I appreciate your thoughts on that. Yeah. Um, let's hop over to some nutrition. Um, wh- what do you usually eat for breakfast? Uh, so while I've been out here, it's been a little, t- a little tougher to kind of get what I can get. Um, but I try and eat, I mean, maybe like a little, little, breakfast sandwich a little cheese a little sand, mm. bread maybe some meat on there some yogurt nice. um 
big coffee guy. Yeah. Big, yeah. <laughs> big, big coffee guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I end up, end up maybe drinking a, a few too many cups at breakfast, but, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. but yeah, you need usually, it out here, man, with yeah. no, with not as much sunlight, you know. You, yeah, you for, that, sure. That extra boost, for sure. For <laughs> sure. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I feel like breakfast is one of those areas where I want to focus on more. Um, yeah. but I'm never too hungry in the morning. That's kind of my problem. Yeah. Um, but I just think the dynamics of eating out here is a lot different, especially in Scandinavia. You know, you have the Swedish buffets for lunch. I mean, yeah, they even, exactly. they even have, they even have it in Finland where people just, I don't think people eat too much for breakfast, but then people exactly. just end up stuffing themselves for lunch. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I mean, sometimes, you know, uh, my buddy Kroon, you know, when, when we go out to uh, yeah. we're always uh, hitting the buffet. Yeah. I honestly don't even eat breakfast in the morning. Just yeah, so yeah. I can myself right, lunch. right. So right. It's, it's a different different type of thing. Right. Which is, fi- which is fine. It just takes a little time to get used to. I mean, yeah, of course. Uh, like us, we said, us, it's us, a, us, something us, to adapt to. Yeah, us Americans kind of are in the mindset, you know, you got to get more bang for your buck. So I, almost, yeah. I, I definitely appreciate the buffet sometimes. You know, the oh, more yeah, the, the more sure. the more the merrier, as they say. Yeah, I mean, besides uh, the football, the women, and the saunas in Sweden, I think the buffets are like one of my favorite parts. For sure. <laughs> uh, I mean, I tell all my boys, you know, you pay what is about nine, ten dollars, and you get you know a nice, uh, nice buffet. Yeah. All you can eat, and it's yeah. qual- like we said, it's, it's quality. Food. Yeah. For sure. You know, it's, it's not just when you're going to Golden Corral and getting crap. You're yeah. getting quality, healthy right. food. Right, right, Um, So I think that that's really, really awesome, that, yeah. that part. Yeah, no, definitely. I agree with you on that. Yeah. Um, I just, the, the food out here is, I think, better. I think there's, yes. just, le- there's just, it's just less processed. I For think, sure. I think that's, that's big. You don't feel as, I don't know, you don't feel as bad about yourself, even if you do get full out here. Exactly. Um, yeah, you don't feel as bloated. I think they don't um, use as many additives and right antibiotics in the chicken and the meat right. and stuff. Right. So uh, yeah. I think it's fresher, you know. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Not as many preservers because you notice if uh, you have some fruit out or some veg out, you know, it goes bad much quicker than in right. the U.S. Right. Which is a good, which is not good for. You know, you don't want that because you don't want to waste your money. But I think it's better for your body in the long run. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. Yeah. So, uh, do you follow a specific type of diet, or do you just you know try to eat you know that as, I don't as, as I as possible I don't yeah I, I try and watch I mean I don't really go get I don't really eat fried foods you know yeah. once once in a while uh, but I'm not I'm not one of those guys that follows a strict diet at, you know I've kind of figured out for me you know it doesn't really matter what I eat mm. um, as long as it's it's healthy, you know, grilled chicken, yeah, exactly. some salad, potatoes, exactly. stuff like that. I'm, I'm fine with that. I'm not too picky. Um, For sure, yeah. I mean, I think it's good to mix it up. And um, I think a lot of people think that footballers eat like bodybuilders, like we're right. eating out of Tupperware and we're weighing our food and right. this and that. And you know, what I tell people is, hey, guys, you, you don't need to count. If you're playing football and you're constantly active and you're a fit guy, you don't need to count your calories. Right. Just right. make sure you're getting in good nutrients. You're getting good carbs, good protein, good fats. 
and a lot of vegetables and fruits and, and you'll be fine. Right. You know, right. you don't need to sit here weighing your food. I think that's on, you know, not human. Yeah. No, I agree with you. I agree with you. Yeah. Uh, but no, that's, that's not something I do. Um, it'd be nicer. Yeah. Again, I haven't really had a stable home in the last two months. Yeah. So I have sure. living out the suitcase, man, yeah. the nomad life. <laughs> exactly. So I, uh, I haven't really, you know, I do enjoy to cook, um, yeah. but I haven't had the luxury of doing that. So, yeah. So hopefully I can start doing that pretty soon. Mm. How, how'd you enjoy those Ricky, Ricky tacos, by the oh, way? Oh, fire. They were so good. <laughs> <was> fire. <laughs> so good. Yeah, man. That was good stuff, though. Yeah. Um, all right. So I want to touch on a bit of, um, you know, relaxation and things like that. Uh, I wanted to know, do you do any meditation or, or deep breathing? Uh I think I'm, I think I've, I haven't mastered it, but I think it's something I, I work on, um, you know, after a hard workout, just kind of mm. getting the breathing set. Of uh, course. I've, I've found a way, find a, a method that works for me. Um, mm. Just deep breathing that, you know, kind of gets your heart slowing down again. Um, exactly. But not, not really. Um, yeah, I mean, you seem like a calm guy naturally. Yeah, anyway, yeah, so, yeah. Uh, I feel like I feel you like just not... chill and go with the flow. For sure, for sure. Yeah, um, I'm not one to, you know, I don't go too crazy about that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, exactly. I have my yeah. own. I'm usually in my own zone. Yeah, man. Well, that's quality. That's yeah. quality. Um, so let's touch a bit on, uh, you know, football training. I know you've been with a with uh, a couple teams around. Right. But, uh, you know, how often have you, uh, you usually train per week with your team? Um, so I think normal for a club to train like four times a week is good. Yeah. Between, between four and five. I don't think, I don't think training every day is, is always, you know, is always going to be the best idea. I think guys, yeah. do need, I think guys need the break. Maybe For maybe sure. at the beginning maybe at the beginning of the season I think it's smart just to you know yeah. obviously get fit but I don't think that soccer every day is is the way to go about it guys kind of get burned out I've seen that happen over the past couple yeah. of years and uh, no I agree too, with you completely on that too too much football is also not good for you in exactly. my opinion so exactly and you know I I think work work plus rest equals success you know. I think it's um, the most important thing is, you know, you're going 110% at your session right. for 75 to 90 minutes and you get the most out of it and you're not going through the motions because I think football is a, is a fast twitch sport and it's about being explosive in those first 10 to 15 seconds, those couple yards, right. which is going to separate you from the opponent and separate you from your competition. So uh, I think in the U.S. sometimes we're drilled into more is better. But what I've really learned is smarter training over more training. Right. You agree with me in Europe. Hell yeah, definitely, definitely, for sure. Um, I think that coaches here, that's kind of one thing that they emphasize and they take pride in is uh, planning their week schedule. Not, and what I mean by week, it's obviously day to day, but, you know, also, how how the sessions are going to go the whole week, and um, exactly. not getting guys too tired out. That's why, I mean, most clubs that I've been to out here, um, they're not too encouraging of guys to do extra work at the end of yes. training. 
Um, exactly. They'll usually say maybe once or twice a week, you know, take five, ten minutes to yourselves, do whatever you have to do, but they're not huge fans of guys doing extra work. Absolutely. And I, uh, I agree with that 100%. I mean, what I've noticed is, like, I, like you said, they periodize the season very well. Like, you know, they periodize it in a macro level for the whole season. Right. And then bit by bit, they do it by month, by week. And then by day, and I think that's huge. Um, right. You know, something that's really, really good to look at. And I've noticed that I'm, I perform much better in that format than putting my body into the ground each day. Because like you said, I mean, you told me that you were with a club that had you lifting, you know, deadlifting and squatting heavy weight. And then they expect you to be explosive and train hard the next day when your legs are, are done. Yeah. Yeah, it's just not possible. No. Uh, but I think that's also, you know, comes with coaching and exactly. You, know, you could tell I mean, I've been with now a couple of clubs out here, you know, you could yeah. tell which 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 coaches know what they're doing. Um, Absolutely. Which Absolutely. which don't. And what I mean know what they're doing and don't know what they're doing, you know, stuff we subject to your own opinion, but um uh you know, everyone has their own way to go about things, so um, For sure, yeah. Everyone has their own methods and their right. own uh, own you know way to do things. But I think principles is what is what really matters. Like making sure everyone is fresh and you know your best eleven is out every week. So right, you know, right, yeah, right. Um, so before training, uh, do you have a you know a typical pre-training meal or you know how many hours do you eat before training or? Uh... You know, how do you usually work that or yeah. routine or I'm usually okay with training. I don't have any routines for training. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely I, I won't go out and eat a full meal, you know, 30 exactly. minutes before training. Um, exactly. But for games, I try and eat like three hours before a game, three and a half. Okay. Um, get a lot of carbs. Makes in me. sense. Get a lot Makes of carbs, a lot of get sense. a little, get a little bit of protein in me. Um, for sure. What's a pregame meal for you? Usually. Uh, not too picky, um, yeah. but you know some pasta, some chicken. Nice. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd prefer I'd prefer toma- a tomato based sauce over yeah, a exactly. cream based sauce, just because oh, I think it's a little sure. a little heavier. But yeah, um, yeah, you don't want to feel that that cream in your stomach. Yeah, won't be good. So, no um, man. So yeah, that's kind of yeah. my. But I don't. I don't really. I don't really have a set routine. Be nice yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, feel you. Um, in terms of, you know, extra training, you talked about it a bit. Um, yeah. do you do any extra training at all outside yeah. of team training? Uh, yeah. Um, so I've been, I mean, I haven't been fully healthy, so I've, mm. I've kind of tried to do more rehab after training, if anything. Um, yeah. but, uh, I usually try and do some extra training during the week. I, you know, mm. I, th- I take pride in having, you know, good feet. So I like to exactly. do a lot of technical work uh, exactly. in my free time. I think that's, it's my, yeah. you know, it's kind of my bread and butter. So I always want to refine that and make it as good as I possibly can. Exactly. And yeah. I think that's a good point to touch upon. I think many people think, Oh, you know, let me harp on my weaknesses, harp on my weaknesses, which is good to, you know, harp on them. But I think it's also good to, you know, triple down and, and, you know, develop your strengths even more to stand right. out. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, 
like right now, I mean, we had training yesterday, and we have a match today, a cup mm. game. Nice, um, And I'm obviously not signed, so I can't play in the game. So I, I did some extra fitness. I think that was, you know, Easter's coming up, so there won't be any training. So I thought it would be important to, to do a little extra running. Um, but, course. you know, some guys are different. I, I've noticed the older guys kind of tend to shy away from doing extra fitness, which is fine, you know. I feel like exactly. they're more – for them, it's more about their experience. You know, mm, experience exactly. kind of gets them through, but. Yeah, and I think what we – what really is is the reason they don't do it. I'm sure you notice is I'm sure those guys don't recover as quickly. So yeah. they yeah. want to be fresh for the session. Right. And for the match. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, so I just want to ask you in your honest opinion, uh, what do you think is the most important part of the game to focus on? If you want to get to the next level. Um, if there's any, I know, I know there's many parts of this yeah. game and that's why it's so beautiful. It's an art, but if there's one specific topic, what would you say? I think it's just, I think the ability to have an open mind, um, yeah. like I was saying, you know, I've been playing for now over, you know, over 15 years competitively, mm. whether it was club or professionally. And, um, you know, you're always going to run into different coaches with different styles. And it's, it's all about your ability to adapt and yeah. your surroundings. You know, coming over to Europe, you're going to deal with a different coach than you would deal with in the U.S. So I think that's probably the most important thing. I think I took that for granted coming out of college. I came out here and I thought I was doing things the right way. But, mm. um, you know, you just have to kind of sh- – kind of to listen to the coach and you know go about your way no uh, i think i've never actually even thought about that and i think that's a fantastic point you bring up because um like we had talked about before the way to get into a team is you know you want to have the coach have your back and the teammates and if you go in with a closed mindset and you want to do things your way especially as a foreigner it's just not going to work out right right and like you, like you touched earlier, I've also learned that, um, you know, teams don't sign guys because it's not always necessarily based on their abilities. I think that a lot of times, you know, there might be a guy that's maybe a little worse, but maybe he brings a different dynamic to the team. Maybe exactly. he's a good locker room dude. Maybe he's a clown, you know, maybe he's a hardworking dude. Like, you know, there's, there's different kinds of players. And I think coaches – really take take that into consideration when they sign guys absolutely um, absolutely so you know it's and like it, we said it's not all based on ability and, and quality sometimes right 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 you know it's about right, fitting in right and the longer you play in the game the longer you know the more coaches kind of give you the trust and uh even when you come in on trial like i came in here and I haven't signed or anything yet but i i'm one of the older guys on the team and the coach kind of gives me you know he kind of respects my opinion on, yeah, you know what I see in the game. That's great to hear. That's great to hear. Cool, man. Um, uh, let's just touch a bit on recovery because um, I think that's huge. What are your What are your overall thoughts on on recovery? You think it's important? Yeah, I, th- I think it's huge. I mean, I think it's the most important important part of the game. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, if you don't recover, you're not going to maximize your potential as a player absolutely um i think i think i've i've 
I've run into a lot of coaches that uh, that have started to transition to the to the new way, which I enjoy a lot more. Um, where you know, the day after a match, you come in, you do some sort of recovery, but two days after, as I think when you're more the most sore. So I think, but when coaches give you the forty eight hours at forty eight hours after off, I think that's huge. Yeah, yeah, um, I completely agree with you. Yeah, because 24 hours after, like, yeah, you're sore, but I've, the older I've gotten, the more I've realized that 48, or 48 hours after is one of the worst state. So For sure, for sure. you know, a bit of delayed onset muscle soreness. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I had that last year as well at knee shopping where we, you know, after a match we did some gym work and then, you know, the day two days after we had uh, the day off. Yeah. Uh, and in the past I've had – where we'd had a day off on Monday and then Tuesday we'd get back into hard work and uh, you know, you, you'd feel it. You weren't, a, you, you still felt the legs and they were heavy. And like we said, I think it's most important to be fresh for the session. Right. So, right. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah. Definitely. Um, any specific technique uh, that's your favorite or that you've used uh, for getting for recovery? Yes. Uh, I mean, for me, I'm always doing mobility stuff and rolling out. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Just kind of getting – just working the muscles. Um, No real specific uh, technique. I have noticed being out here, I think a nice little sauna sesh after. For sure, bro. After after, the day after a game is is big time just because it really loosens up your muscles and you're able to really get deep stretches in. Exactly. You get Um, those toxins out. Yeah. Have you been in uh, – I haven't even asked you. I mean, I know we talk pretty often, but have you been in the sauna over in Finland? Yeah, man. So How is it, man? I thought the saunas were, like, just big in, in Sweden. Yeah. But I come here and – Oh, yeah. Uh, saunas make uh, – saunas in Finland make the saunas in Sweden look like baby saunas, man. Really, they really. They – every sauna in here – I have not been in a sauna that's – that's like kind of warm. Everything is blazing hot out here. That's awesome. Man. Yeah, that's that's, awesome. Kind of, that's that's what they do on the weekends. They um they have sauna parties, have some really? beer, have some beers, awesome. go in the sauna. Um, Dude, I might have to come out for a visit then. For sure, for <laughs> sure. Just get ready for uh. You know I'm a sauna guy. You <laughs> know for sure. Uh, for sure. Yeah, man. So um, you know, closing off here, a couple more questions. Um. Yeah. So one thing I wanted to ask you is, you know, for we got a lot of young players, a lot of young viewers listening uh, to both of us. Um, Do you have any specific or general tips for, you know, young players who are looking to play at the next level and and reach their full potential? Uh, I think kind of what I what I said earlier, you know, having an open mind. I think that especially as a young player, I think that's huge. Mm. Um, I think that and then I just think that, you know, no matter how talented a player is, um, I just think they should never stop working hard. There's yeah. no, there's no reason a player should ever start stop working hard. Exactly. There's um, always room for improvement. Right. You know, if if you're not playing for, if you're not playing for the Champions League final or the World Cup final this year, like you're probably not doing something right. Exactly. Um, exactly. That's just, that's just the way I see it. Um, no, I completely agree. So. And I think kids always get, you know, they always get very complacent in their situations. Yes. Um, you know, I feel like I've been one person that's 
you know, if I get complacent or if I know that I'm not getting better, I'm quick mm. to realize that and I, I got to make moves right away. Fantastic. Um, and know. I think that's why you're, you know, you've had a good career so far and you can, will continue to do so right. because yeah. I think self-awareness is huge. Yeah. And I'm sure you have, you've noticed that out here in Europe. Um, yeah. A lot of guys, you know, they make a mistake on the pitch and, you know, they don't take account for it. Right. They don't say, you know, they don't put their hand up and say, that was my mistake. They'd right. rather blame another guy. And sometimes even the foreigner take, takes a beating for that. Right. Because uh, it's easy to, to get on a guy who isn't from the area. Right, right. Um, no, I agree with you. Yeah, so self, I think, like you said, uh, um, open mind, self-awareness, I think that's a fantastic point. Yeah. Um, just I th- being able to own up to a mistake and being able to say, oh, I need to get better here or I need to get better there. You right, know? right. If you really look at the grand scheme of things, you're only playing like competitive matches for a small percentage of the time of your career, Absolutely. you know? So it's kind of taken, it's kind of taken in the small time, small pieces of your career. And, um, you know, you really don't remember, you know, that game from last season or, you know, Yes. Vaguely so. Um, but you, you always cherish, like, you know, your experiences and your memories as a player. And that's kind of, you know, kind of what I try and take in every day. Absolutely. Enjoying each day and just enjoying this sure. journey. For sure. For sure. Never the know where you're going yeah. to end up, man. Exactly. You know, the ball takes us to some great places. And I think the most important thing about that is to just be grateful for where it takes us. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, such an opportunity. Definitely. Um, let's see. We've got one more, one more question. So if you had all the money in the world that you needed to live, you know, for the rest of your life, you didn't need to work. You didn't need to do any labor or anything. Would you still be doing what you're doing playing football, you know, at the current moment? Yeah, definitely. I, I definitely would. I think um, as a, gotten older i think i've found different interests outside of football mm. so mm. i think the money would just be it would kind of keep me away from being bored yeah um, but yeah man i wouldn't i wouldn't change my my i mean i'd definitely like to change my path make it a little more smoother but um wouldn't really want to change my career plan by at all you know yeah well uh, yeah it's fantastic to hear and uh, it just shows yourself that you're doing the right thing yeah and, um, yeah, I mean, a, lo- a lot of people just chase the money, chase the money. Right. And, uh, right. I think the most important thing is just having that love and for the game deep down in the heart. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. All right, man. Any, uh, last words? Uh, we really enjoyed having you on. Yeah. No, nah, man. I, I, some I, great I, stuff. Yeah. No, I appreciate you having me out here and, uh, it was good to, good to catch up and hope you keep crushing it out in Sweden or whatever path you decide on yeah um, for yourself so sounds good man i really yeah, appreciate it so yeah, uh if any of our listeners want to contact you uh you know what's the best way to do so uh, uh big facebook guy big instagram facebook. guy yeah facebook, okay instagram so what's um, your uh what's your name on instagram uh d abador so my last name 92 yeah the professional nomad the professional <laughs> nomad Man, I've always I've always loved that that um, that description. Like that, even in the beginning, when I you know I just heard of you and, and yeah. didn't know you well, I was like, man, that's a great 
Yeah. Great description right I mean, there of, of the footballer life. Right, right. It's just my life it's, in a night, nutshell, just travel. Exactly, exactly. Just two words, just living out the suitcase, living right. the dream. Right. Uh, man, that's fantastic. Yeah. All right, David. Hey, right, uh, I wish you the best of luck, man. Thanks, I really man. do. Too. And Thank I know you. I know with the mindset and um, your ability and, you know, your ability to have an open mind and just go with the flow of life and just enjoy it. I know you're going to have success in the game, man. So just keep pushing on. And that's what it's all about, man. Persistence. Great things are going to happen for both of us. And, uh, you know, I enjoyed the time we spent out here in Sweden. I know we'll, we'll hang out again sometime definitely, soon. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, great to get on a call with you, and I appreciate all your thoughts, man. For sure, homie. Take care. Have a fantastic one, bro. Peace.